Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, content producer at EM360. In today's episode, I'll be speaking with Russell Bristow, senior partner of Ampito. We're going to be talking about the modernizing the working practices and how the speed of mobilization plays a key part in the delivery of resources. Russell, welcome to the show. Hello. Can you just tell us a little bit about uh, what you do at um, uh, Ampito and uh, your sort of role in the company? Yeah, no, no, of course, Matt. So, yeah, so I am the group sales director at, at Ampito and have been part of the founding team here. Uh, the Ampito Group, we're a global managed service partner focused around network transformation. And in particular, we are a next generation Cisco partner that look to deploy their uh, software defined and cloud technologies into, into enterprise customers. So why should working practices be modernized? And what are some of the horror stories you've seen from companies with outdated processes? Really, amongst our customer base, digital transformation was was happening anyway. Um, everybody was looking at putting digital at the, the heart of their interaction with customers or looking at a digital-first strategy. The pandemic, and for enterprises in particular, the reality of having to have everybody working remotely really accelerated that and, and, and made it happen overnight. So with a remote workforce, those working practices be- became modernized by default. Everybody had a reliance on technology as being the primary interaction with um, their uh, customers, with their employees, with their with their colleagues. There was a complete reliance on on, on software for organizations to, to, to work. And, and what was interesting talking amongst our, our customer base for that time is is that largely everybody everybody coped admirably. Almost every IT department that we engaged with had a real success story around how they managed to mobilize technology to work remotely and how their systems continue to run and their businesses, you know, where they were able to continue to thrive. Um, it, it's clear now that with a return to work landscape, that those expectations of home users and those expectations of you know technology working you know software applications being content rich and being performant all of the time are going to continue to exist in in the office landscape um and and that puts a, a a big stress and a big ask on on IT departments to ensure that there's uh, good modern working enterprise practices. On, on, on top of that, almost every organization we speak to is looking at hybrid. So there's some kind of split between remote and in-office working. So there's a real challenge to achieve a consistency of experience between remote users and home users. And even with collaboration software, you can see that that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a real challenge straight off in terms of it's easier in many respects to have a all remote Teams meeting than it is to have perhaps perhaps a, a blended meeting. And then organizations are having to look more creatively at how do they use their office space. So there's a big em- emphasis on making working spaces and office spaces smarter, making them safer, making them more collaborative, and thinking more about how to make those technology uh, more creative uh, to attract people back into to the office. So you know, those modern working practices and the technology that sits behind it are really essential. Um, I can't think of any particular horror stories. In fact, quite the opposite. Most organizations, as I said before, have, have really coped admirably. 
But you do hear lots of sentiment from customers around employees choosing employers or choosing to continue the stay of employers based on those return to work policies. And workplace technology plays a really important part in making that something that's enjoyable and easy to use. So I think businesses are going to have to think pretty hard about what the office space looks like to make mm. sure that they're retaining the talent in their businesses that they that they need. And, and obviously, you know, we've covered some of the reasonable expectations there, but what goes into recognising the correct technologies needed to uh, solve a company's problems? Yeah, it's a re- really good question, Matt. Um, you, know, you know, it starts and ends really with strong client engagement yeah, and, and not just at a technical level. I think that's, uh, that's an oversight that it often gets made. The technical criteria and understanding, you know, the bits and bytes of a particular product or of a particular piece of software is is obviously important. But actually, that broader landscape is often just as important, if not more so. And and that broader stakeholder engagement is something that's really important in terms of recognizing the, the correct technology for the long term. You know, successful tech investment needs to be aligned with overall business objective and outcome. And and, and if it's not, then you know you can have short termism in terms of decision making. But within that category of uh, cloud-based wireless LAN and LAN or SD-WAN, there's an awful lot of choice amongst vendors. And then even within vendors, there's a lot of choice between different competing product sets or indeed kind of different deployment models. And we as a partner can really help organizations and customers navigate this. Um, We've got some excellent solution architects who are super experienced, uh, some great pre-sales consultants, and through processes around technology workshops, design sessions, proof of concepts, we can help organizations understand the the, the best choice for, for, for now in terms of that kind of technical criteria. We can make sure that there's strong integration with legacy you know, which is a really important point, you know, in terms of new technologies that modernize the workplace, having to work with, you know, traditional legacy investments that are, that are there to stay for a period of time. And then perhaps most importantly around that broader stakeholder engagement is what's the vision of the customer for the future. Um, and one of the things that's really important in terms of understanding the right technology for a long-term investment is thinking about what's the vision of the company. And for us, the network has very much become a platform it's not just about connectivity and facilitating access to applications. It's now about looking at the network as a platform and thinking about things like analytics, business intelligence that can be extracted from the network, overlay location services or video services to look at things like occupancy management or um, uh, smart buildings and smart spaces tech that leverage the power of the network to then derive additional value. And, And often in a in a kind of technical evaluation, those things can 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 easily be be missed. So it's really understood, important to understand that long term vision of the customer to make a good informed technology recommendation. Mm. And and could you give some examples of industries that have uh, benefited from that? Yes, um, I, I can can give a couple. So. Um, one that springs to mind initially is a is a is a car dealership, so a you know a, a global car dealership. But we're talking specifically about the the UK UK part of that. It's a pretty big uh, organisation around about three hundred branches, and many of those branches are you know are pretty big car dealerships. Um, they um, had the fairly typical scenario of um, a lot of underinvestment over many years in local branch networking. So they were um, burdened by the technical debt 
costs, the hidden technical debt costs of, of an old unreliable network, some security vulnerabilities, um, underperformance, you know, some, um, some, some challenges with reliability. Um, and actually, um, their automotive um, car manufacturers were um, putting pressure on them around uh, brand standards to do with um, how quickly it was taking them to uh, download software for car servicing. So, you know, there was actually a negative impact created by the network in terms of their ability to um, do software downloads to cars as part of the servicing piece that was actually limiting the number of cars that could go through a car dealership on any given day. And effectively, poor network performance was 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 preventing the tills from ringing. So they, they, they worked with us to help understand a new working model for branch networking um, with a desire to standardize. And we helped them through um, a whole technology assessment of the market uh, with some very successful POCs and pilots around ensuring that that workshop Wi-Fi for cars on on ramps would would be super performant and enable those software downloads to happen happen really quickly. Um, the, the the secondary impact of that investment in technology was an ability to transform the front of house experience. So the in showroom um, experience that you get when you go into one of these car dealerships and, and buy a car, and you know a stronger network and an improved experience of Wi-Fi enable much wider use of you know tablets and um, in showroom technology like you know large kind of touchscreen wallboards that kind of mimic the online experience you get from a car configurator when you kind of build it yourself and that was something that they baked into the sales process and effectively enabled a, an enriched experience for for buying a car through the use of, of mobile technology. Some efficiencies gained around not having to maybe sit at a desk and do so much paperwork, and overall an environment and experience that was you know more modern and and better for the consumer. And the next step for this customer, uh, and I don't know whether it become a reality or not, is to look at um, the the possibility and the feasibility of virtual reality to replicate uh, car test drives in store. And again, that would have a big impact on you know a strong network to be able to facilitate you know the use of such technology in in store. Uh, so the second example. Um, that, that springs to mind is a modernization program we've been on with uh, with an NHS trust, not a hospital service, but a, um, a care commissioning group who support hundreds, thousands actually of GP surgeries um, as, as part of their remit. And there's a real shift that we've been supporting them with in terms of a change from traditional fixed desktop to a, a, a mobile environment, uh, initially to help with pandemic and the ability to deliver remote telemedicine services to, to, to patients, and then subsequently around coping with an influx of resources, people, third parties to, to deal with the vaccination programs that were delivered out of many of these GP surgeries and continue to be so today. And there we've helped to help a very traditional, you know, there is a conservative approach to workplace technology and support them with modernization across all areas. So from an endpoint perspective, there's uh, about selecting the right mobile device, the right laptop, the right tablet, with the right security baked into NHS security standards. Uh, there's been a big change that we've supported them to make around the network, ensuring that there isn't just a bit of Wi-Fi in some surgeries, but there's actually ubiquitous high-grade Wi-Fi throughout the surgeries so that telemedicine services can be supported. Um, we've helped transform their network architecture to look at put an internet breakout into every local branch. That can enable public Wi-Fi and direct SaaS application access 
alongside the secure networks such as HCN that are needed to, to transport clinical data. And even things like, like print, uh, we've helped them support them change from a traditional you know, desktop printer model in a, in a doctor's surgery to community printing services with um, uh, QR coding to support the uh, printing of prescription labels and to ensure that they're tracked back to the, to the right patient. So our experience around supporting that modern mobile workplace is, is really well demonstrated in that example and um, I think they continue to to go down that track as the demands on local healthcare you know continue to continue to increase and how can you ensure the data stability and the security of their implemented technologies um, and, and I guess to add on to that how should data sensitivity be looked at in terms of GDPR compliancy in this example and, and many others our, our chosen technology of, of choice has, has been Cisco Meraki and as an architecture by design uh, they inherently bake security into the product so their platform deals with uh, sensitive data and as a managed service partner um, we as Ampita were RSO 27001 with Cyber Essentials Plus um, we adhere to best practice around deployment and compliance standards like GDPR so we absolutely understand how to run and operate a managed service to ensure that sensitive data for example customer data or or any financial data is is dealt with appropriately. Uh, from, from a point of view of, um, of of Meraki and how we as a managed service provider enable um, role-based access on the platform to uh, manage the network, um, there's some really strong role-based access controls to enable different people with different privilege rights to access different parts of the system. And we have a really strong service design piece that enables that to work really well in operation and deal with um, access to sensitive information. Uh, and to, to what extent does the speed of delivering that product and, te and that technology uh, play a factor in the process? Um, and, and what role does that play in satisfying the needs of the client? Um, and, and how should that be approached? Our ability to accelerate deployments um, with agile resourcing and being a smaller privately owned agile partner is one of our key differentiators and we're a highly focused partner around this technology we're highly focused around network transformation and yeah clearly our ability to deliver quickly improves a client's time to value on any investment and in particular we're always very focused around delivering early contract value to demonstrate that any technology investment is is is, is delivering on its objectives early in a contract um so um we're, we're very very good at that um but we uh, don't rush in with with with, with abandon um, the, the key to good speed of delivery is strong project management you know it's a key ingredient um, it's we're generally talking here around branch rollouts of technology so it's around strong project governance and then running and operating uh, really well managed pilot activities to prove the technology and to ensure that we're hitting acceptance testing criteria and to prove the technology in practice but just as importantly to prove and practice on the deployment and the migration process including you know easy things like communication to branches and um, the general PR to to a customer in terms of how we're gonna how we're gonna approach um, an interruption to their to their systems, um, and yeah, if we can be focused around doing good delivery around those two elements, the pilot and the project management, then our ability to accelerate other activities by running teams in parallel becomes something that we can achieve with very little risk to the customer, and it's something that we've demonstrated very well on many occasions. Mm. And 
obviously we've covered quite a lot there. Um, do you have any final thoughts on how technology can enable uh, better working practice across the board? We, we focus very much in this discussion, Matt, on, on workplace technology and how an organization can achieve a smarter workspace that is mobile first, that enables a more modern hybrid workforce. Um, and, you know, clearly technology deployed in the right way is a real enabler for that and, and something that I think more organizations are, are looking at as they try and attract people back to the office and make sure they keep hold of, of the talented individuals. Um, you know, what's really important and uh, again at Ampito this is this is an absolute priority is that security policies are updated and the security technology behind those security policies and practices are updated to be representative of this new reality where your network perimeter has effectively dissolved with users working inside and outside the network and your application sitting sometimes in a private data center sometimes as a SaaS or cloud-based service and the two need to be approached hand in hand and there's some great examples of how Cisco achieved this with a combination of Cisco Meraki that we've talked about and Cisco Umbrella as, as a security tool for remote and distributed workforces where the two work hand in hand to deliver the first step towards what we would call a SASE architecture around delivering security baked right into you know, that access to the network and access to data and applications. And I think my, my, my final thought on this topic would be that that security piece is just as important, perhaps even more important than the, than the overall function of the network and i guess my final question on the topic is to sum up kind of everything that we've talked about today in terms of modernizing working practices um where do you see kind of all of this going um in terms of you know what, what are people going to be looking for moving forward i think you know what, what's really driving all of this is users expectations and and you know we're, we're users and um you know i'm i'm, I'm certainly demanding one in terms of i expect my applications and my software you know to work seamlessly all of the time wherever i'm working and um you know what people um often overlook is that behind that there's there's a degree of complexity in terms of the network performance that needs to happen to enable that collaboration software for those you know key business applications to, to, to work and i and i don't see users demands uh, stopping or slowing down in, in, in fact they, they're kind of going the other way so the network's going to have to continue to evolve to, to keep pace with that i think as the investment in networking technology you know, continues to increase quite rightly organizations are looking at how do we leverage that investment to get more out of it and that's where i return back to the point around yeah cisco meraki being very much a platform where you can look at leveraging additional value be that telemetry sensors be that cctv and video technology be that um, sd-wan or 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 wireless LAN and switching technology and leveraging that investment to extract more value out of it as it becomes a bigger cost to the business Hmm. Uh, that's that's really interesting um well, well thank you russell for all of your great insight on uh, today's topic and uh, thank you to everyone who listened to our conversation if you would like more information on what we've just dis- discussed today make sure you head on over to ampito.com